Hey, Aaron, can I ask a favor? You can ask. Can you stop trying to die? Oh. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna try. I, uh, you know, here's the thing. Wait, if you just, if you want to take a day off of recording, you can just tell me. You don't have to be dramatic about it. <laughs> here's the thing. Like, for real, and, and you know, obviously, for real, I say this in jest, but like, I, that, that morning in the hospital was the most I've ever wished to legitimately die in my life. I was miserable. I was really worried about you. Um, I don't know how much you want to divulge, but uh, Aaron had to take a surprise trip to the hospital. Well, I mean, I she just I won't divulge to. I'll say just I'll say just this side of our trigger warning TMI chat. Um, I okay. woke up last Monday um, absolutely drenched in sweat, um, extremely sick, and basically completely delirious. I had no idea what was going on. Um, ended up letting people convince me to go to the emergency room, even though the whole time I was like, we just got out of a pandemic. They're going to think I'm a hypochondriac. Like that was my biggest fear. Right. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I sat in the ER for a little while. Um, they came and ran some tests and then all of a sudden shit got real, real, real fast. And they were like, you're having surgery right now. So I had a twisted ovary and they removed like a cyst from my ovary as well. Um, they were able to save it, which is great. Um, there was a moment where they thought they were going to have to take it out. So it was, it was a wild ride. And then because we just got out of COVID and everyone is having their elective surgeries that they could not have during the pandemic, there were no rooms in the hospital for me to stay overnight. So they woke me up and sent me home. They were like, bye, come back if you start probably. <laughs> They tapped you on the shoulder. They're like, Psst, you good? Because, like, we need this spot. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, I am glad that you're okay. It was terrifying. I, was... As to, I, I know that you were going through it, but as somebody who couldn't get updates, yeah. it was terrifying on my end, Yeah, too. I, I can imagine. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, I was a mess. And, and then I, I assume, like, I really, and I didn't even scroll back through to see what I had sent you guys because I was either in so much pain, I was delirious, or once they figured out what was wrong, I was on so much medication that I was in another stratosphere. And so I don't even know if what I was sending all made any sense at all. <laughs> uh, well, you signed over all of your rights to me. Oh, so, okay. um, yeah. Not worth anything. So. Um. <laughs> I, I just didn't know if that was binding if it's through discord is that <laughs> is that illegal <laughs> yeah so actually today is the first it's been officially a week and today is the first day that i woke up and i actually feel kind of like myself which is great so well good <laughs> good um and not to not to laugh at your misfortune <laughs> but funny. i was just like it is. It is. I mean, it's not funny, but like you and I were so proud of ourselves for getting ahead and recording ahead. And then I got that stomach bug and we had to skip a week of recording and then you had emergency surgery and we were like, well, we're no longer ahead. Uh, there's something about pride goeth before the fall. I'm not sure. <laughs> 
Listen, don't go all King James on me. Hubris. <laughs> or Shakespeare. I never know which one that is. <laughs> I don't, I'm not I do, a fan of either, if I'm being honest. I do remember sometime during the last week saying that teaching Shakespeare should be illegal. So <laughs> yes. at least I had some of my faculties about me. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Oh, that. man. <laughs> How was your week well, while I was in a coma? <laughs> well, I moved into my new office. I'm not there today because they haven't finalized my um, after hours key card, mm-hmm. but um, I will have that tomorrow morning. It's ready for me. Um, but I will be all situated in there finally. And I'm super pumped to have a place to work. Yay. And um, I got back in the gym. Yes, I'm so excited um, for you. As someone that's and, not allowed to lift anything that weighs more than a gallon of milk, I'm jealous and excited well, for you. Well, um, what I will let you do, Aaron, because it's as much of a workout as actually doing it yourself, is I will just record the weird guys who I think are just trying to make me feel bad about myself (laughs) because I have given y'all live updates of these must be made out work, made up workouts that these people are doing that bent down on their knees. It looks like they are worshiping the resistance machine. They probably are. Pulling down behind their neck. I'm like, dude, you, I guess, like I said, you, you live by the dumbbells. You die by the dumbbells. There's some kind of cult there that I don't understand, but like, okay. So I used to work out at the planet fitness. I was there for five years. I loved it. I, I lost 80 pounds before COVID yeah. and I put uh, not all of it back on, but quite a bit back on. Um, so that's tough. But then I joined the Y. Everyone at the Y is hot. Like no wonder the village people sang about it. I get it now. You know, I wouldn't think of I get the Y it. as like top places to, to find hot gym dudes, but here we are. Our, so RY is brand new. Like <laughs> RY was built in the past three years and it's got all the like best equipment and it's got the pools. Like it's got two um, like Olympic training pools. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not Olympic size, but like two like lap pools that are yeah. really nice. They're the bigs in the area mm-hmm. and a family pool. And so it's just like lots of nice indoor stuff, especially when it's a million degrees in Louisiana. Yeah. But um, so, like I said, it's just all these, like, hot people and then, like, <coughs> my blobby self looking like Flubber starring Robin Williams um, sitting on the side of, like, a resistance machine. Like, how does this thing work? But I'm getting there and I'm burning calories and I'm eating healthy for the most part. So uh, follow me for more fitness tips. Eat a donut while your brother calls to ask if you are maintaining a healthy diet because it makes you feel better about yourself. It's true. Um, <laughs> I officially move in less than 30 days. And like, the, you know, the one thing that I'm really looking forward to is going to be my new, the gym at my new apartment complex. And by the time I get there, I should be cleared to work out again. So that's nice. You know, just in time to slide into that new gym. I do have a question. Yeah. If you move in 30 days uh-huh. and you can't lift anything heavier than a gallon of milk, mm-hmm. are you packing your apartment Anna style? Like, 
are you just going to have to pack the day you move or how's this thing going to work? No, I'm packing up slowly. And then, I mean, all the heavy, like I've hired movers, so they're going to do all the, all the okay, good. heavy lifting. Yeah. I'm not picking up. Uh, listen, it's, <laughs> it's the, it's going to be the end of July in Texas. I'm not lifting a fucking thing that entire day. Well, you you remember what happened when I made Sarah promised me we could hire movers when we bought this house, right? Yeah. <laughs> COVID hit and there was not companies. Like, <laughs> so I'm and... glad you get to make use of that. Yes, I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> and now. You... Oh, hey, this is Lifetime <laughs> Sentence. Uh-huh. And I'm Paul. <laughs> I'm Erin. I had surgery last and I want to know. I don't take any. I don't take any responsibility for our lack of introducing ourselves. <laughs> right. Um, I have seen you text all day about this movie, mm-hmm. so I can't wait for you to tell me about it. Um, this movie is really well done, and uh, I just want everyone to know that I'm going to yell a lot in the next forty-five minutes or so. So. You're welcome. Can't wait. Um, This week I watched Left for Dead, the Ashley Reeves story. It stars Anwen O'Driscoll. She plays Ashley. Um, She's from a show called Burden of Truth, October Faction, and Emerald Code. Okay, none of these are real things. That she is made up and these shows are made up. Well, this next one you will know. I promise. Okay. It also stars Jenny Garth. Really? Yes. She plays. I love Jenny Garth. She plays Ashley's mom. Um, if you don't know her as Kelly Taylor from 90210, what have you done with your life? Um, and uh, I mean, yes, I know her as that, but what I really knew her as is what I like about, what you, I like about you with Amanda Bynes. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. such a good show. That was a good show. She's also in a show called, or a, a movie, I think it's it's a Lifetime movie called Girl Positive. And she and Tori Spelling did a series on, I think, Freeform called Mystery Girls. And I haven't watched okay. it, but I saw like the little poster on her IMDb and I kind of want to go watch it out. It looks like campy and cute and like fun. Perfect. Yeah. I'm in. Um, and then finally we have Benjer- Benjamin. Benjamin <laughs> Benjamin Sutherland. He plays Sam. He is from Shadowhunters, Kim's Convenience, and Designed with Love, which I think was maybe an, a Hallmark acquirement. I don't think it was a Hallmark original, but I think it was acquired by Hallmark. Because I recognize okay. the, I, the poster. I actually know Shadowhunters. Yeah. And I started Kim's Convenience, mm-hmm. but I could not get into it. So um, it looks hilarious, but I could not get into it. So I watched the little like 10 minute um, beyond the headlines thing that Lifetime did for this one. Uh-huh. And his casting was really good. Like he looks a lot like the guy. I mean, without the creep factor, you know, when he's not acting like the creep. But um yeah, right. he does resemble the the real perpetrator of this crime, who's a fucking asshole. So let's go. 
we're just gonna say that at the top <laughs> for both for both parts of our story <laughs> fucking asshole yeah. we open in the woods and see from overhead a girl laying under the trees her eyes are half open and she looks pretty dead um she has strangulation marks around her neck and we fast forward to nighttime and there's a search party out, presumably looking for her. Um, they do find her, um, but no one's really moving with any urgency. They call for the coroner. They think she's dead. But then the sheriff sees her breathe. And then, you know, like everything go gets like goes from zero to 100 real fast. Um, they right. call for an ambulance. She's rushed to the hospital. You know, Jenny Garth is standing in the middle of the hallway of the hospital. Like, what the fuck happened? And and. The sheriff's like, it's fine. We're going to take care of this. And, you know, um, as they're wheeling her back, the doctor says he's never seen this kind of brutality in his life. So, yay. Love it. We love to hear that. Yeah. We flash back to two months earlier. Ashley and her boyfriend are driving um, home from, I think, from school. Um, they start to make out in the driveway, but, you know, Jenny Garth cock blocks him and calls them inside. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. Um, they're having a big family dinner and then Ashley walks Danny, her boyfriend to the door and the, her mom again, like interrupts him. She's like, let's talk about the SATs. And Danny, her boyfriend's like, oh, I'm totally going to help her with the SATs. And Jenny's like, well, I'm smart too. And, you know, Ashley's like, go away. <laughs> And Ashley's aunt swoops in to be like, hey, why don't we leave the kids, like, alone for a few minutes, you know? Um, outside, Ashley's boyfriend gives her a promise ring and tells her he wants to spend the rest of his life with her. And they kiss. Okay, in my experience, promise rings mean I promise this relationship will never last. Pew, pew, yes. <laughs> okay, I was just... I just didn't know if that was a universal experience, but everyone I know who's ever received one that has been it's, what that promise actually the is. the same thing as getting um, a boyfriend or a girlfriend's name tattooed on your body. Yes. It's just instant death for the relationship. Um, so she shows her aunt the ring, but makes her promise not to tell her parents. And Ashley says it was a big surprise and she loves Danny and she can't imagine her life without him. But also she's only 17 and it feels like a lot, which is valid. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ashley's mom comes in and asks after Danny and Ashley's like, he's fine. Nothing's new is happening. Everything's good. Leave me alone. Um, and back in the present, Ashley, um, the doctor reports to Ashley's parents that she's in PVS, which is a per persistent vegetative state. Um, they don't know if she'll ever wake up. Back in I thought you said PBS, and I was like, and viewers like you. you. Um, in the past, Ashley gets a 90 on a test. She and Danny and another one of her friends are walking around, and they run into an old coach slash teacher. He invites them all to go play basketball in the park, which is actually in a gym, which is a fancy park, I guess. I don't. I was real okay. confused. I was like, "Is this a park?" Or I'm so whatever. Okay. Um, while they're playing, the coach checks Danny like pretty hard, which seems like a weird thing to do as a coach of kids. 
Yeah, well, I mean, also randomly seeing your former students being like, hey, you know what we should do? Let's hang out. Yeah. Well, I, I would tell you that that's the only creepy thing that happens, but, um, it's but not. You and I both know. <laughs> um, so yeah, he like checks Danny like really hard and I was like knocks him down to the ground and I was like, that's not, that doesn't seem very like coach like. I don't know. Um, not cool, Coach D. Yeah, but they all seem to have fun. Um, back in the hospital, Ashley is dreaming about someone pounding on a steering wheel and then covering her with leaves. She wakes up screaming and has a seizure. The next day, um, Jenny Garth is, you know, leaning over her bed and she's like, Ashley, you have to fight. She's like, I know you're in there. She's like, if you can hear me, bite my finger. Just weird. But she does. But she does it. <laughs> <laughs> that girl's like, I've waited my whole life for permission to just bite this shit out of my mouth. <laughs> um, so Ashley, she bites her finger and the doctor's like, they call the doctor and he's like, oh, it was probably a muscle spasm. But Ashley starts making noise, and so they start asking her questions, and they do the whole blink once for yes, twice for no. So that's the whole thing right now. Everyone is, like, really okay. excited. Um, but the doctor, like, really levels with them, and he's like, look, she's going to have to relearn how to do everything, eating, swallowing, using her hands. She may never walk again. She may never talk again, like all this other stuff. Um, and Ashley looks at the doctor and has another flashback. Um, but again, it's just little bits and pieces. You, you don't get the real, like, gist of what happened. I really love that. Like, that's really well done. It was. I mean, it, it definitely ups the creep factor of, like, you can see just little snippets of things that are happening. And it's like, ooh, I, I hate it. <laughs> um, so it goes back again in the past and she shows up for basketball one day. Um, her boyfriend is sick and her friend had something else to do. And isn't it so weird that the coach's friends, they didn't come to basketball that day either. So they just hang out together. Yeah. He starts. I hate when I randomly run into my former students while I'm waiting for my friends. So then I have to hang out with them awkwardly at a, gym inside of a park yeah that's and play basketball yeah. i'm known i'm known for my <laughs> mad basketball skills i don't know if you know i i look like an nba player from a distance if you squint <laughs> and also you confuse me with somebody else yeah. um so he tells her he starts telling her about how much he loves teaching because he gets to help people and he gets to help his kids make important choices. And then he tells her that she's special. And he knows that she has a bright future ahead of her. And I'm creeped out. It's like he's saying all the right things, but they sound wrong. And it's gross. I don't like it. <laughs> also, not a one-on-one -on -one conversation to have. No, no. Um, literally, this guy read the teacher's handbook of how to handle students and then did the exact opposite. So um, so back in the present, they move Ashley to a new room like for um, her recovery. We meet physical therapist Mia, who puts Ashley's hands and feet in braces, and it's painful. And um, also, I know this is a small like little thing, but can someone get Ashley some chapstick, please? This poor girl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
what good like what attention to detail though mm-hmm. yeah um a detective comes to see her and asks her some questions ashley communicates that she doesn't remember what happened but she does remember a couple of things about how she got hurt she then gets visibly uncomfortable and so mom you know steps in and she's like hey like that's enough for one day we can we can you know do this again later <clears throat> back in physical therapy Ashley learns how to squeeze a ball, how to sit up straight. She still needs chapstick. I feel really bad for her as someone that goes <laughs> nowhere without my chapstick. I, it hurts me physically. Um, uh, my little boy calls it lips. And anytime he sees me apply it, he says, daddy, I need lips. <laughs> That's so cute. Um, Mia, the therapist brings her, um, a letter board with like magnetic letters to help her communicate a little bit better. So um, in another flashback, Ashley helps her aunt with her daycare. Um, it does a really good job. So her aunt actually offers her a job to come work there. Um, Mia helps Ashley spell out that she wants some water. So they start to work on learning how to swallow because she doesn't know how to swallow anymore. This is like, this is what happens with like a TBI. It's really horrible. Uh, uh-huh. Um. Yeah, I just wrote, she's my new hero. I can't imagine having to do this. Like, oh, God. Um, she does swallow. So, and, and then she says her first word since the accident, which she says, quote, so good. Oh. I know. Ashley's mom goes to her school to pick up some cards and gifts from her friends. The students at her school are sponsoring a 5K to help raise money because her health insurance isn't covering most of her rehab because this country is completely fucked. Yep. Yep. Because some statistician gets to decide what treatment is is the best course of action (laughs) and not the medical doctor looking at Ashley. It's great. It's all great. Um, So... Back at the hospital, um, mom is helping Ashley um, brush her hair and Ashley starts to cry and she asks her why. She says, what happened to me? And her mom tells her that she was attacked and left in the woods. Ashley asks who her attacker was and her mom says that it was Sam Shelton. And then she starts to cry. Sam Shelton is the fucking coach. No, I did not see that coming. I know, I know you, I, like, I know everybody saw it coming, but I just can't, like, eh. <clears throat> Okay. The detective comes back to the hospital and is mobbed by reporters in the lobby. Ashley tells him that he's wrong about Sam, and Sam would not have done this to her because he's her friend. And the detective is like, um, yeah, that's great, but he's actually the one that led us to where your body was found. Lifetime did an interesting way to tell this story. Like, I'm really impressed with the way they told this story. This story is awful. Yeah. It's real. And I had, I did not know this story. I had never heard this story before I watched this movie. This story is horrendous. I, it's horrible. But like, I am really impressed that they didn't try to make it more salacious or like, make it more of a mystery you know how lifetime yeah, no. does where they like make make a storyline that leads nowhere and there's not like a b plot that mm-hmm. doesn't make sense here like they told tell us from square one who, who it, it is, is yeah. because the story itself is so 
so what's the word I'm looking for? Just horrific yeah. that it doesn't, doesn't need, need a yeah. subplot. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm really impressed with Lifetime on this one already. I am too, actually. Um, Sam has told the police that what happened was an accident, which makes no sense to them or anyone else, because how do you accidentally strangle one of your students nearly to death and then hide them in the woods? That's not like a whoopsie-daisy kind of thing. Listen, you've never been a teacher. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. That was in poor taste. I cannot defend this asshole. No, what a fucking like, worse. I hate him. That, I, I accidentally I accidentally strangled someone. I didn't mean to. Oh, it was a slip. And then what? And you'll get to it in the real story. But and then watching like the little thing where they tell like the real thing of what actually happened. Oh no 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 no! This was no accident, my friend. Oh yeah. Oh, oh god. Um So um mom again asks the detective like just to give them some more time. Um so apparently there are reporters also on her floor just outside the door and I just this hospital needs better security. Like real bad. Um I'm me and the media, me and the media are have been at odds since we covered princess diana mm-hmm. but like especially with the patreon episode you know what i'm doing for patreon do. the patreon episode i've been covering mm-hmm. like me and the media are not on good terms they don't want to fuck with me today yeah yeah or any day right now um <laughs> ashley right. ashley asks about the reporters and her mom is like well you know it's a big story you like fucking your teacher and shit and i like i was like whoa <laughs> whoa (laughs) um she's like yeah he says that you guys had a sexual relationship is that true and ashley says yes and i'd just like to step in here to say that adult teachers do not have sexual relationships with children students that's called a rape and that's what we're gonna call it on this show right here i have that in my notes too (laughs) i fucking can't and we will get because we will get to the victim blaming um but no, you don't have a Thank sexual relationship with your, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. I'm glad that we agree on that. Cause like, I have a whole paragraph that I was like, let's call a spade a spade here. Motherfuckers. Like <laughs> he's a rapist. That's what he is. Great. Okay. Glad we got that squared away. Um, <clears throat> Mom gets all indignant and asks Ashley why she didn't come to her. And Ashley flashes back to talking to Sam about Danny. Sam tells Ashley never to feel like she has to rush into anything. She has her whole life ahead of her, which is rich coming from a guy who's going to try to kill her like real soon. Um, Mom. I think I might've said that exact phrase also. Like that's real rich considering you're about to kill her. Like Jesus, (laughs) we're just like, you and I have spent too much time together. It's true. Um, so mom keeps telling her that she should have said something and maybe, you know, she could have done something about it and stop this whole thing. And Ashley's like, you know, Sam was just, you know, Sam was my friend. He was my friend. He was my friend. And I just public service announcement to any and all teenage girls, that adult man in your life who wants to be your friend is not a friend. He's a predator. Don't do. Coast. Cosign. Retweet. Oh, God. 
Mom says that the night she disappeared, she talked to Sam and he lied to her and told her that he hadn't seen Ashley that night. And I think this will come up in your story. So basically they pulled her phone records when she disappeared uh-huh. and found like yeah. a, a number over and over again. And it turned out to be his number. And they called him and asked if he knew where Ashley was. And not only did he say no, when he definitely did, he was out line dancing. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was like... I I choose to believe that he was doing the Cupid shuffle the minute that they called. And I just wrote, what a charmer. What a really good friend. Yeah. I hope he dies. Um, now we're in court and Sam pleads not guilty, citing again, this is all a big mistake. His lawyer assures the reporters that this was all in a big accident and I'm still unsure about how that kind of accident happens, but, you know, whatever. Um haven't you ever accidentally nearly killed somebody and then covered their body with some leaves and then ran away to go do the Cupid shuffle and then lied to their mom? Not even once. Aaron, you have not lived. Apparently not. Um, (laughs) They ask Ashley's mom outside the courtroom, whether things are getting back to normal for them. And she says, quote, there isn't much normal in our lives anymore. Danny goes to see Ashley and brings her a laptop and some of her favorite movies to watch because he's so sweet. Um, Ashley shows him how she can get back from her wheelchair, like to her bed on her own and tells him that she's going to be able to start eating solid foods again soon and how she really wants a cheeseburger. And it's all like so sweet and like heartbreaking and sad as they're like having this conversation that children should not be having. And well, and also at the same time, it is so 17 years old. Yeah. Like that is so 17 years old. Mm -hmm. She struggles with with the laptop case um, and tells Danny not to be sad. And um, then she apologizes and says that she's really sorry about Sam. And Danny says, all that matters is that she feels better and that she gets better. Ashley says she doesn't understand why this happened. And Danny says that, you know, he blames himself. He's like, maybe I was just pushing you too hard. And Ashley assures him that this was not his fault. It's not. It's one person's fault. There's one person at fault in this story. What? Yeah. Um, Yep. One day Mia is trying to get Ashley up for therapy and Ashley has kind of hit a wall. She wants to know what the point of all this is because no one can promise her that she will ever get better. Um, And she finally asks what Sam did to her. So her mom sits her down and she's like, well, he strangled you. Um, And Ashley asks why and says she just wants her life back. Um, She's learning to stand again. And the detective is back asking if she remembers anything. But Ashley says all she has are these nightmares and these little flashes, but none of it makes any sense. He tells Ashley's mom that Sam is now trying to have his confession thrown out because, you know, when you're claiming it was all a big old accident, having a confession out there is like soups inconvenient. Right. Yeah. Um, the detective tells Ashley that they really need for her need. They really need her and anything she can remember at all, because it could make all the difference in the world. And a, can we just pour, can we just like chill out on poor Ashley for a minute? My God. Right. And B, we, we still need some chapstick over here, y'all. Oh my God, I can't. <laughs> Maybe that would help her remember if her lips were like nice and moisturized. Poor baby. <laughs> <laughs> that 
that's what in fact i've heard that you know whenever they talk about that there are you know they do hypnotism is one way they help people do their you know get through their memories and there's all kinds of like sleep training but one of the most intensive ways that people are accessing their um, repressed memories is chapstick yeah but the kind not the flavored kind and not the blue extra hydrating. It's got to be the black original or nothing. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ashley has another nightmare where she sees someone hit the steering wheel and she remembers being on the ground and struggling, but that's all she remembers. In physical therapy, she's learning how to walk and she has another flashback of sitting in the car with Sam and he's telling her that she can't ever tell anyone. And I'm assuming that she means about, about them. Uh, because if it got out, he would lose his job. Oh, I bet it's because he trades Pokemon cards and that would be embarrassing. You're the worst. Okay, back. Not you. <laughs> um, I kind of am too when I deflect to Pokemon cards. <laughs> um, Mia asks Ashley if she needs a break and she's like, nope, let's keep going. So back in court, Sam's lawyer is talking about how beloved and respected Sam is and how he's a Pillar of the community? Pillar of the community. Yes! Those words are so fucking triggering at this point. I just wrote, gag me with a pitchfork. I literally hate those words. Doing nice things for the community is not some kind of merit system in which you get to write it off later when you try to kill someone. Right. Also, like, at this point, if I hear those words, they are the most monumental red flag. Oh, totally. Yeah. I will just shut down. If I hear anybody referred to as a pillar of the community, even if I previously liked them, I just shut down now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, they they reduce his bond. It works. They reduce his bond and he gets to go home. <sighs> Fuck it all. I hate everything. When he leaves the courtroom, he looks right at Ashley's mom with the biggest shit-eating grin on his face. And honestly... I don't know how she didn't just murder him right there in front of all those cameras. Pillar of the fucking... No one would have blamed you. Jenny Garth, no one Mm -mm, would have blamed you. Not even a little bit. The judge would have turned around. The judge would have dropped his gavel on the ground (laughs) and like (laughs) taken hours to pick it back up. (laughs) You know, there's this whole thing about um, Ted Cruz and how he's the one senator that you could murder in the middle of the Senate floor and nobody would testify against you. (laughs) Oh yeah, 100%. (sighs) This podcast does not endorse Ted Cruz being murdered, just being voted out of office. Thank you. Um, <laughs> right. We were we were just repeating a meme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also vote for anyone but Ted Cruz. Thank you. Um, Ashley's. Um, so, yeah, the detective comes up to Jimmy Garth and is like, you know, congrats on not murdering that dude. We're not going to stop fighting. He's going to be under house arrest. It's going to be fine. Um, and Ashley's dad comes and hugs her and he's like, we're going to get through this. This is, you know, it's going to be okay. Um, Sam gets accosted by reporters and he just smiles at them. And I'm like, you're the worst. The fucking worst. So he's at home with his ankle monitor and he calls some girl named Jenna because quote, she's special and stands out from everyone else and asks her to come over. And I'm like, I can't, I can't. No, Jenna, stay very far away. Um, Ashley's aunt comes over to visit mom in the hospital while Ashley is sleeping. 
Mom assures her that she's totally fine. Everything's great. Super normal. But then she breaks down and says sometimes she can barely keep it together. And she keeps wondering where she went wrong. And they talk about how hard it is to be a parent. And once again, nobody's watching Ashley because she's awake. Like, y'all. <laughs> Do better. Do better. <laughs> Like, I, I don't want to blame the mom because I, I can imagine that this must be a fucking nightmare. But also, you know, make sure your daughter's asleep in the next bed before you start talking about her. I don't know. Right. <sighs> so the next day, Ashley and her mom get in a fight um, about what Ashley was thinking, sleeping with her teacher, because, you know, this is super helpful for everyone. Um. Ashley says she made him. Oh, this like broke my heart. This broke my heart into a million pieces. She looks at her mom and she says, I made a mistake and now I'm paying for that mistake. Oh my God. Baby, you were raped. Yeah. Finally, her mom that like snaps her back to reality and she's like, You made a mistake, but you did not deserve this. So. Oh my God. Um. So they keep out the physical therapy and now she's doing, you know, stairs and stuff. And the detective comes to see her again and actually asks him what will happen if Sam does this to someone else. Um, and he's like, we're just not going to let that happen. He also brings her an iPod with music to listen to because he heard it helps the brain heal. And Ashley promises that she will remember. And later when I watched the little behind the headlines thing, the, the police department actually did, like, all pitch in and buy her an iPod for music. And I just thought that was... Awesome. I know. <laughs> My heart. What we're saying is we found the one, like, heartwarming cop story that we've ever covered. This is it. This is the one. The one. <laughs> Enjoy it while it lasts. Um, um, so... Later, they're going back to her room and two girls sitting in the hallway see Ashley and say, oh, my God, that's that girl. I heard she had an abortion. And can this hospital invest in a security guard? Something. <laughs> just one. Just one security guard. Just like one really buff dude to just walk up and down the uh, the hallways every like hour. Mm -hmm. So overhearing this, naturally, Ashley immediately gets on the Goog and starts researching herself. Honestly, I'm surprised it took this long into the movie before she did that, because right. would have the first thing I did. Oh, please describe the website to me. It was like Reddit, but worse, you know. Um, yes. And of course, because people on the internet are cave troll people, there's like tons of nasty comments about her. Good. Good. It's 3chan. Mm -hmm. Not even good enough to be 4chan. Yeah. Ashley starts begging her mom to go home, saying she'll get better. She gets out of the hospital. She misses her house. She needs normal. So they, they let her go home. Um, of course, there's a million reporters outside because they can't take a day off for being the fucking worst in this story. Um, Danny swoops in and carries Ashley inside while people pepper her with questions about her relationship with Sam. So I just want to say again, not a relationship. Thank you. No. Um, Danny and Ashley go into her room to talk. She says she's really happy to be home and tells Danny that he should go do something fun. But he's like, no, I'm totally fine right here. But Ashley's like, look, this is not fair to you. I really hurt you. Things are so different now. 
Um, she gives him back her his promise ring and she says, you're my first love and you always will be, but I need to find my own way forward. This movie is crushing my soul. It's <laughs> horrible. I mean, I know this, yeah, this whole thing is horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have no words. Yeah. Ashley and her mom have a moment talking about how, how, how much she's worked and how, like whether things will always be this hard or whether things will get better for her. Her mom tells her that Sam has taken so much from her and not to let him take her dreams too. She goes to the 5k and walks a little with while her friends and the detective all cheer. Um, She starts having more flashbacks and remembering more of what happened, but again, like not enough to put it all together yet. Um, Ashley's mom, meanwhile, goes to pick up some stuff from the high school and has a standoff with her principal, who says this is all just so hard to believe because he knows Sam so well and Sam comes from such a good family. And it reminds me of a sign that I saw recently about how everyone knows someone that's been assaulted, but no one ever claims to know someone that's a fucking rapist. Right? God damn. You're the administrator of a school and you're taking your teacher's side who raped one of your students. What is wrong with you? Okay. Mm. Um, uh, again, what of Now, n- not that, not that I, not that I support that, but like if I could have a principal who ever backed me up when I gave it, like when a kid earned an F in my class for not doing a damn thing, like I would take that. So like, I mean, I'm gonna support a teacher, but like maybe draw your line in the sand somewhere. Yeah, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that that guy would not have supported a light on that the situation. Sand. I don't think so either. Um, to to really drive home the matter, one of mom's friends brings them dinner with a side of guilt and tells them that maybe it would be best for them to just move on and drop the charges against Sam because why would they ruin Sam's entire life over one? bad moment oh i didn't i i didn't realize sam's real name was brock fuck i didn't yeah i do make a brock turner joke in about two sentences so you're right there with (laughs) we really are the same person today but first i just want to say i'm so sick and tired of this narrative playing out in real life and i fucking hate it here thank you yeah Um, They talk to the detective again, who tells them that a woman came to see him because Sam, you know, good guy, Sam, almost murderer, Sam, Betty comes from a good family, Sam. He's probably also a good swimmer, Sam, asked her daughter to come over to his house. Um, But unfortunately, the detective can't do anything about it because the daughter in question is 18. Fuck everything and fuck it again. Ashley comes in and asks to see the photos of herself in the woods because she needs to understand what he did to her. And maybe it will help her remember. So they show her. And it's bad. It's real, real bad. Like, these pictures are fake, but it's bad. She was left for 30 hours in the woods to die. So I can only imagine what the real photos must look like. Horrible because I accidentally saw them because one of the articles I looked at didn't give me a trigger warning. Yeah, I did see a like a a snippet of one on YouTube, like just that was like the cover thing, and I was like, "Cool, uh-huh. no, thank you." Um, 
While they're there, the detective gets a call that thankfully the judge has upheld Sam's confession and the trial is moving forward. Thank God. Thank God. Ashley says she wants to testify and they advise her against it because she's going to get victim blamed. But Ashley's like, I'm going to do it anyway. So um, she goes out with one of her girlfriends um, and because things aren't horrible enough already, her friend confronts her and says she's just confused about this whole thing with Sam because he's such a great guy. Um, we flash back again to Sam and Ashley. Fuck everything and fuck it again. Yeah. Just our theme song for this episode. Uh, we flash back again to Sam and Ashley talking about how he goes to St. Louis to wrestle sometimes. And he tells her that she should get out of town too sometime and see what else is out there in the world. He then claims to have a really horrible stomachache and asks her to drive him home. He still lives with his mommy, because of course he does, and he offers her the grand tour. And he tells her, like, how cool it is that he lives there because his mom is gone so much, so he can basically do whatever he wants. And I was like, bro, you're a fucking adult. Get your own house. Right. Right. You can literally do whatever you want. Move the fuck out. <laughs> um, then he kisses her. Um, she pushes him away, and he tells her, God, this made me, like, physically ill. He tells her she's been putting out the vibes and, quote, what did she expect coming home with him like this? Oh, great. Great. Well, you said you were thirsty and I brewed some fucking tea. He tells her, quote, you're the one that wants this. Um... Aaron, did they disclose? Did they disclose in this movie how old she was when he was her teacher? No, I think it's between like fifteen and seventeen. She was like thirteen or fourteen. Jesus Christ! So she was she was a baby when he taught her. This is disgusting. God. Yeah. So. Back in the car, her friend starts slut-shaming her, and Ashley asks where Sam's responsibility is in all this, and her friend says, quote, well, what did you do to Sam to make him do this to you? And then I burst into flames because what the fuck? This is what we are teaching our children. No. Yeah. Fuck everything. <sighs> the detective gets a thank you card from Ashley. Um... That actually, she really did someone in real life, and I'm sure you'll talk about it. It's really cute. Um, and then he gets a notification about a possible suicide attempt. But don't worry, it's just Sam. What a shame. Um, of course, it's all a ploy for attention, so nothing's actually wrong with him. He even wrote, do not resuscitate in what looks like red. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote that in what looks like red lipstick on his chest, which I really hope is a real detail, just because it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's lawyer his mom's red lipstick mm -hmm. Sam's lawyer <laughs> takes to the te television to talk about poor Sam and how he's just been demonized he never meant to hurt Ashley he just strangled her and left her in the woods it was a total misunderstanding happens all the time um, Ashley wonders to her parents you know what if people feel bad for him and they end up on the jury and her mom assures her that it doesn't matter. And maybe in this Lifetime movie, it doesn't matter. But unfortunately, it real, in real life, it does matter quite a bit. Yeah. Ashley is working on physical therapy one day and has a flashback. 
she drops what she's doing. Her mom rushes in, you know, to see what the commotion is all about. And she just turns to her and says, I remember. Poor thing. So they call. I haven't even gotten to the part where I'm going to cry because I'm going to just so you know. Um, So they call the detective who comes over to listen to her story. She remembers and she doesn't remember a lot. She remembers being in a car with him and that he was yelling at her, but she doesn't remember what he was saying or why he was yelling at her. She just remembers feeling like really bad. Um, Okay. He says that she remembers feeling scared and she, she was trying to get away from him. And that's like all she remembers. Okay. So the detective like goes back and he's like, we can work with this. He goes to the prosecutor. He's like, I think, you know, he's faced with her possibly telling people or ending the relationship you know, she's trying to get away from him. It's a big blow to his ego and he just snaps. Like that's what they're kind of going with here. Um, Right. Ashley goes to her aunt's daycare to see all the kids and read them a book because the kids all missed her. And it's so cute. Um, One of the little boys is like, what happened? You know, she's like trying to open the book and he asks her like what happened, you know, or what's wrong with her hand. And she says, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just different now. And she talks to them about being different and how they can help people who are different. It's just a cute, like, little, like, teachable moment. Right. (sighs) Sam, meanwhile, is in a meeting with his lawyer who's yelling at him about how Ashley is cooperating with the police and telling them what she remembers. And Sam is like, well, why didn't you just get this dismissed? And I'm like, I don't know, dude, because you fucking confessed. Right. You also did it? Like, what? Um, His lawyer says Ashley will be a very powerful witness now. So he's like, oh, damn. Um, (laughs) So later that night, Ashley's house gets a phone call from the detective that Sam has accepted a plea deal. So now it's over. Yeah. Ashley is super not into this, saying it's another way for him to get away with it. And I agree. Um, She says she's never going to be more than that girl that slept with her teacher and she can't get her life back unless people know the truth about what he did to her. And this girl is so fucking strong. Like I can't even, um, so now they go to court for the sentencing and Ashley walks into the courtroom up the stairs by herself with no walker. It's like this great moment. Wow. Um, that's incredible. They bring in Sam and his stupid orange jumpsuit. Um, the judge asks him if he wishes to make a statement and he says no because he's a fucking coward. Ashley does get to give a statement though. I'm going to read this statement in its entirety. I'm pretty sure this is her actual in- victim impact statement, but I wasn't able to 100% confirm it. Either way, I think it's very powerful and should be heard. So <sighs> that's where I'm going to cry. Um, my name is Ashley Reeves. On April 27, 2006, I was left in the woods, in the cold, in the dark, for 30 hours to die. This was no accident. Sam Shelton tried to murder me. I later learned that instead of taking me to the hospital, he drove me to Citizens Park. He carried me deep into the woods so no one would find me. He dumped me on the ground and I couldn't move. I couldn't speak. I was completely at his mercy as I lay there gravely wounded, unable to help myself. Sam took the belt from around his waist, put it around my neck, and started choking me. When I fought back with what little fight I had left, he took his foot and put his full weight against my back. He choked me until I stopped moving. Sam, who I thought was my friend, buried me there, buried me with leaves and dirt, and left me there alone and broken. 
discarded like a piece of trash, dying. And then he went out dancing. I've struggled so hard this year. I had to relearn how to walk and how to talk and how to feed myself. I went from being a normal, healthy teenager to not being able to swim or ride a bike or play basketball, all things I love to do and things I may never be able to do again. I had to dig deep and fight to get my voice back in every way. I worked hard to be able to stand on my own two feet and I had to face my own hometown where some people thought that this was my fault. Why is it a different set of rules for men and women and that boys will be boys and girls are just asking for it? I made a mistake and I own that, but I didn't deserve this. Thank you to the St. Clair County Sheriff's Department for bringing Sam Shelton to justice. And thank you to my family for standing beside me for everything. I hope the next time a girl gets attacked, she won't be blamed for it and that the guy won't be excused. She deserves better. I deserved better. Sam Shelton did this, not me. I was a normal girl trying to find her way. I could have been you. Wow. I think that that actually is her statement. If not, it is very close to what I've found of her statement. Um, Through her speech, we do see the actual attack. Um, In this speech, I learned a detail later that I'm sure you're going to cover, so I'm not going to give it away. Um, This attack was fucking brutal. Um, Yes. When when she's done, her parents hold her hands um, and her dad hugs her. Everyone is in tears myself included. Um, and um, as they exit the courtroom, everyone applauds. And even her shitty friend from earlier is there to give her a hug. Um, Danny's there. Oh, right. And Mia, her physical therapist, is also there. Quote, Sam Shelton was sentenced to 20 years <clears throat> in prison. Today, Ashley works as a caregiver and is raising her family in Illinois. The end. Yeah. 20 years. That guy. Oh, my God. Yep. Fuck it all. Okay, bye. <laughs> all right. So, um, a lot of my information came from a medium.com article um, by Fatim Hemraj. Um, and then I also got a, some information from True Crime Daily. Um, and then a couple of like local news articles as well that were, you know, from the time that that it all happened um so um 17 year old ashley reeves was a high school junior who lived in milstadt uh, a village in illinois um, with her parents and her younger sister casey she did well in school she had many friends and um, she had a boyfriend named jeremy who her parents adored But on Thursday, April 27th, 2006, Ashley told her parents that she was going to a job interview in Fairview Heights, which is a city approximately 20 minutes away from Milstadt. Um, Ashley told her parents that she was going to hang out with some friends after the interview and that she'd be home by her 10 p.m. curfew. Um, And it hit me while I was doing the research that she was 17 in 2006. I was a senior in high school in 2006. She's my age. Like she's a year younger than me. And I I don't know a, how I didn't hear about this, but also she is a year younger than me. She's my age. You know, that's crazy. Um, so Ashley picked a, packed a change of clothes and left for the interview at three 30. She'd borrowed Jeremy's car. Um, and by 10 30, 
That night, her curfew had come and gone, but there's no sign of Ashley. Her mother, Michelle, asked her daughter, Casey, if she'd spoken to Ashley, but Casey said she hadn't heard from her sister all day. Michelle and Casey called Ashley several times and left multiple text messages, but she never responded, which they said was very unlike her. Um, so following her gut instinct that something had gone terribly wrong, Michelle called the St. Clair County Sheriff's Office. Um, and so at first, officers were ca- confident that Ashley was just out with her friends and had simply lost track of time. Um, but then eight hours had passed and they found Jeremy's car abandoned in Laterman Park. Uh, which was in Belleville, which, about 15 minutes from Ashley's home. And like, seriously, what do we pay cops for if they're just going to assume that every fucking juvenile is a runaway? I mean, I don't know. Here, it, he, I live in the big city, so here we pay them to try to solve murders, but they're not very good at that either. So, um, oh, speaking of weird, like, random local news, it's like, today there was some kind of altercation at a home and the guy ended up with us he ended up shooting at the news crew oh good and then there was like a nine hour standoff and i think i think actually he ended up being like shot and killed by officers like in the standoff but there was like a 10 hour standoff like just this random dude like a news crew responded to like a call and like ended up exchanging shots with this like random i hate that living here is so weird (laughs) So, inside Jeremy's abandoned SUV were Ashley's outfit for the job interview and basketball clothes, but there was no sign of Ashley. Now, Jeremy is her Um, boyfriend, right? Yeah, that's Danny Danny, is what they named him in this show. Um, So, um, and so part of that is whenever you write any work based on real life, you have to get a signed like release or affidavit from every person that you um, use mm-hmm. in the in your work, releasing like getting their approval to right. write about them. Mm-hmm. And so either they did not go through that process with Jeremy, or Jeremy did not want to be represented in the film like well and i think too especially a lot of times with these lifetime movies i know they combine characters into uh-huh. different characters so it may be like maybe that they combine him with like another friend and made her it could be like like mesh the two stories together so i don't know you know right because i know they do that a lot the, they do that a lot because danny seemed a lot more involved than what jeremy seemed to mm-hmm. be but i don't know that to be true like yeah. I don't have information about him going to visit her in the hospital as many times as well, the movie made it. And it's very possible he did. So, you know, like, like it's possible. any of this could it's possible be possible. He didn't, you know, it's just, yeah. Right. It's all conjecture. Um, so, so Ashley's boyfriend was like a parent dream. He was wholesome. He seemed to adore her. He was honest. Like he was that, dream kid that every parent hopes their daughter would date right okay so they'd been dating for nearly two years um but then investigators immediately turned to him because it was in his vehicle that she'd gone missing um 
And so detectives put Jeremy in the hot seat and he told detectives that he was out of town the night that Ashley went missing and didn't know a thing. Um, and this was a very easily verified, like airtight alibi. Mm-hmm. He was with like family sure. and, you know, easily verified. You know, so, one um, of those things, especially a, when you're a teenager and to like being the parent of a teenager it's like one of those things that like, of course, everyone's going to look at the boyfriend first. And it's like, right. this poor kid was just like living his life. And thank God he had an alibi because he didn't do anything wrong. And they right. could have like totally gone down a, a whole side wild goose chase trying to, you know, pin it on him when he didn't do anything. Serial anybody? Yeah. Um, Free odd. So, um. One of the detectives, in fact, said, quote, he seemed like he cared for Ashley quite a bit. I had a strong feeling that he didn't really know anything that was going on. So the detective wanted to clear him pretty early on after his initial interview. Um, But he said in that initial interview that um, Jeremy said something that kind of changed the course of their investigation. Mm -hmm. Quote, she said, I'm going to go to this interview and I'm going to play basketball. So um, Ashley hadn't told her parents that she was going to play basketball or anything. She just said she was going to hang out with some people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so detectives questioned why Ashley would go play basketball at a park so far away from her house when there was a park with a good basketball court in her own neighborhood. Sure. And so she must have been meeting somebody specific. His kids, that's why. Right. Um, so investigators... <laughs> I don't know if I stole this quote or if I wrote it down because I did these notes a while ago, but uh, it says, while investigators bumbled around trying to guess the names of people she might be meeting. And I feel like that was me. (laughs) Um, Oh no, 100% this was me because here's the whole thing. While investigators bumbled around trying to guess the names of people she might be meeting, I assume it went something like, do you think it was somebody named John Jacobson? No, I bet it was a guy named Matthew Stevens. (laughs) No, I bet it was Daryl Harkness. And then just hours on end of them like piecing together two names to see if they could land on the name of a person who really existed. You know, it, it it's hard to when you're dealing with kids because their instinct is to always lie to adults. And you see it in other cases where like, they're like, oh, we didn't want to get in trouble because we've been out, like, drinking and smoking pot. And, like, y'all, the cops don't give a fuck if you're out drinking. They want to know where your friend is. So just right, just come clean and <laughs> tell them everything you know. Like, they're, you're, uh, trust me, they're not going to be like, oh, well, we'll get back to that later. They, they don't care. Right. <laughs> right. Um, also, if you go to the hospital for an emergency, just be honest with your doctors. They're not going to call the police on you. Nope. If you, if you OD'd on something and they need to help you, they need to know what you OD'd on so they can help you. <laughs> like, true. That's true. Um, according to Ashley's friends, she was, and then here's where Boy. I turn into Aaron. She was, quote, romantically involved with an older man. Nope. I have a rant saved for later, and I don't want to ruin the surprise of who this man is, so I'll save the rant for the big reveal. While the cops tried to figure out who this man was, Ashley's mom, Michelle, who's the real MVP of this investigation. She's a down bitch. Printed out. Yep. Um, 
Michelle printed out Ashley's phone bill and looked up every number she'd called in the past month. She noticed a number that she didn't know appeared several times on the bill, so she called the number to ask if the person on the other end had seen her daughter. The man answered the phone, heard Michelle's question, and basically said, I don't know no goddamn Ashley, before hanging up the phone unceremoniously, which is Excuse me, sir. (laughs) So the man, it turns out, was 26-year-old Samson Shelton, who went by Sam. Yes, 26 years old. Ashley was, quote, romantically involved with a 26-year-old driver's ed teacher and gym coach at a nearby high school that's how the news reported it but let's be honest this man was nine years older than her she was a minor and he had been her teacher when she was in the seventh grade that's not a romantic relationship that's being a sexual predator let's not beat around the fucking bush thank you i in fact this is a thing that's called fucking grooming this is it happens all the time, like literally, I think a few weeks ago, there was a, a teacher fired for having a quote unquote inappropriate relationship with a student. I'm like, no, that's assault. That's rape. That's a child. It, it's you can't have an inappropriate relationship with a child. It's a child. Yeah, it's not a relationship. Yeah. Ugh, it makes me insane. Yeah. So he had been her teacher in the seventh great so i don't know how you rekindle that when you knew her when she was 12 and 13 years old no fuck that fuck you sir also have you ever seen a seventh grader i mean for 10 years i taught them yes yes (laughs) i have in fact um he was so one of the investigators said quote he was actually considered at the time a minor lead because what had been told to us was he was a friend of ashley's that they would kind of play basketball together so detectives detectives, however here's the one thing i will say when he came out as like one of the friends was like oh yeah they had a relationship they marched into the middle of baseball practice that he was coaching and pulled him out of baseball practice in front of everybody thank you they like shut that fucking practice down thank you here's the thing it's like and they do they glossed over it kind of in the little thing that i watched it was only like 10 minutes long and they were like yeah finally one of her friends like was like okay well she does like you know hang out with this dude and i'm like all this time (laughs) TikTok, just tell people what the fuck is going on. Right. Um, So Sam showed the classic signs of narcissism. One article went so far as to say he was diagnosed as a narcissist, but I couldn't find anywhere to corroborate that, so I can't verify that. Um, But Well, for a narcissist to seek treatment to be diagnosed as a narcissist is almost like the not-narcissist thing to do, so right. to diagnose a real right. narcissist so, is very difficult. <laughs> right, so like like I said, just this one article said he was diagnosed, and I just found that really funny. Like, yeah. when would this diagnosis have been made? Um, so anyway, he started out his interview with police by thinking he was going <laughs> to manipulate them oh, sure. into, like, owning things. Because he's so smart. So he was... Right. He was very friendly and cooperative. He explained to investigators that despite what Ashley had said, his relationship with the teen was purely platonic. He also said that he'd been dodging Ashley for days. He told police that he 
that Ashley was becoming obsessed with him, that she called him nonstop. And I imagine at this point he got up and performed a really tasteful cover of Mariah Carey just to like really show investigators how things had gotten like uh, 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 obsessed, uh, uh, obsessed. I just, you know, if you are in a situation where you have to clarify to police that your relationship with an underage girl was purely platonic, I can guarantee you it wasn't. Right. Like if you have to defend if it, those words have, have to come out of your that. mouth, then you were, you were not doing the right thing, buddy. Sorry. Um, so then police were like, Oh, Hey, so what about how all of her friends told us that you were like, I don't know, having some kind of weird relationship. And that was even before we like found her phone records where she called you all the fucking time. Like, what about that? And so then Sam was like, Oh, pfft. I forgot about that. That's so weird. I was like, uh-huh. I totally sexually predatored her or that. Yeah. I sexually so- predatored her. <laughs> <laughs> so then his story changed, obvs. Um, so according to Samson now, he was driving when he got into an argument with Ashley. He wanted to end the relationship, but Ashley got upset and started screaming at him. So he pulled over and unbuckled her seatbelt and told her to get out of the car, but she refused. So he pulled her out and left her on the side of the road. I left her in perfect condition. She was smiling and practically thanking me for statutorily raping her. Perfect I don't condition. Get She's not a car. <laughs> so oh first um, of all, I have I have a teenager. He screams at me. It's not that big of a deal. If you, can't, if you can't take it you you should not be a teacher my friend but you shouldn't be a, you shouldn't be a teacher anyway just stay away from the kids. Right. stay away from the kids walk away what from mean girls what is it coach stay uh, step away from the underage girls oh. <laughs> um so Sam Sam went on to say that Ashley was still alive when he last saw her and there was no way he could have harmed her because he had, quote, a very weak stomach. How does he just pull that phrase out while he's, well, I couldn't have hurt her because I have a very weak stomach. That's what he said. What is that? Is it, sir? What if what the fuck do you think we said? Like, those, those two things are not mutually exclusive. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Those cops are just like, he's like, did I did I ask the question that I thought I asked just now? Did you hear me, Rob? <laughs> so, so when I'm being an, when I'm being an asshole to students because they answer questions that I did not ask or like they're deflecting, I will repeat the question back by cupping a phone to myself and saying the exact thing I asked so I can like just play back. They're like, "Did you kill Ashley? I have a weak stomach. I have a weak stomach." Okay, no, we asked. Okay, just make it short. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like what I what I do, and it's what I do is I just look and I break the fourth wall that's not actually there because I'm not actually on a television show, and I just look at uh-huh. people like I give them that Jim Helper look, like, uh huh. I do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Samson said he just really cared for Ashley a lot and was just concerned for her well being, and, and that's like, why he left her-, her on the side of the road. 
that's what the cops asked too but he said he was as concerned for her well-being as her family was and that he is just a nice guy god damn it i mean he's probably more concerned for her well-being than her family to be honest i mean he just seems like yeah really 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 nice guy um and then the cops were like but the phone record showed that you never tried to call her to make sure she made it back to her car safely um and he was like well no that's because I had to go. And then I wrote, uh, instead, he went to a local honky-tonk and boot-scooted the night away. Apparently, I'm feeling very Texan tonight. Honky-tonk. Honky-tonk. Which, because this was probably two weeks ago that I wrote these, that was a surprise to me, too. And I'm just really proud of myself. Honky Tonk. <laughs> and boot scooted the night away. <laughs> Honky Tonk is probably the funniest word in the English language. So. Oh my god. Honky Tonk. So the police then questioned him about the nature of their relationship. And he was like, he said, quote, this is a direct quote. The furthest we ever went was a hug goodbye. No. Because this whole recording is available, by the way. Like, you can hear no. the entire I'm gonna, confession. I'm, I'm going to pass on, yeah, I'm going to pass on hearing that. He, he said he wanted a relationship, but he would have never pursued it until she was older. And then he suddenly said he was trying to break off a relationship. Like, remember, because he was like, well, the, the most we ever did was hug because, like, I wanted a relationship, but I would have never pursued it until I was old, until she was older. And then the cops were like, but you just said well, we were breaking you up. were breaking up with her. Yeah. Right. And then I mean, uh, at this he, point, I would have been like, sir, can I see your I Are you actually 15? <laughs> right and the cops were like so why did your why did her friends say that y'all were having sex and he was like i'm sorry quote i will say this we never kissed we never kissed yes we did have sex in the back of the vehicle there and after that day i felt absolutely terrible about that prince motherfucking charming let me tell you I'm sorry. Is it supposed to be better that he had sex with her and didn't kiss her? Didn't kiss her? I don't know. Is this pretty woman? Is he trying to Julia Roberts his way out of this? He's like, he's like, okay, what I know is baseball, driver's ed, and don't kiss your students. Those are the three things they taught me in school. Okay. I did not kiss her, but we fucked. While we were at basketball. (laughs) Nailed it. Nailed it. Well, we fucked in the backseat <laughs> while I was teaching her to drive, and then we went to play basketball. We didn't kiss. So- <laughs> so- fling myself so- off my balcony, y'all. By this time, Samson's story had changed, you know, a few times, and police looked at Weird. each other, stroking, stroking their beards and pondering, and they were like, well, I don't know. Something sure seems fishy about this guy. He tells a lot of different stories about the same thing that, that just happened less than a day ago, so I think he might not be the most truthful about, of individuals around these parts. And then they sipped their coffee for a while and pondered this a little longer, and they were like, I think he might be involved. Hmm. 
So Samson is given a bathroom break. It's Dumbo, where it's the two like vultures on the thing. What do you want to do tonight? I don't know. What do you want to do tonight? I don't know. What do you want to do tonight? (laughs) Is that? Isn't that Dumbo? I think that's Jungle Book. Maybe it's Jungle Book. Because Dumbo has the Dumbo has the crows. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Then it's in Jungle Book. Um, oh boy. So That's how I pick for these cops, even though they're really good cops compared to the other cops we cover on this show. Right. So Samson's given a bathroom break, and while there, he runs into Detective Steve Johnson, who is the department's lead detective. Right. And is like his friend or like taught him in the Boy Scouts or something. Yeah, so that's what I'm about to talk about. Okay, so Samson had been in the Boy Scouts and he'd been involved with a group called the Explorers, which is a group that learned about law enforcement in the Boy Scouts. I wasn't in Boy Scouts, so I just did like a peripheral search. I don't know. Yes. Do they sing Into the Thick of It? I hope so. Into the Thick of It? Ugh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're oh. tramping through the I need to I need to get off TikTok, y'all, real bad. Yes. So Detective Johnson had been the advisor of the explorers um whenever Samson was involved. So Johnson invites himself into the interview thinking he can find a way to break Sam down. So they chat for a while, and Detective Johnson asks the question that really like swings everything around. And what does um, he ask? Like, did you do it? <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Quote: If I left from here and I went and talked to your grandma right now, and I laid this whole story, and I laid down this whole story that you're saying, what's grandma going to say?" <laughs> and Samson said. Quote, I just want to go home and I just want to explain to mom and grandma exactly what happened. So then Johnson doubled down on this idea, saying that it somehow like drawn something out of Samson. And he said, your grandma's not here. Your mom's not here. But you know what? In a way they are, because everything they taught you, all the talks grandma had with you or within you, all of them are. And unfortunately right now, Sam, you ain't telling us the truth. You need to. You have to. For mom, for grandma. So then Johnson gets up and leaves and make, had, instructs the other detectives to come with him. And Samson, they like, they leave Sam alone in the interrogation room, mm-hmm. weeping by himself. And they just let the guilt sink in. So finally, after more than 12 hours of interrogation, 26 year old Samson Shelton snaps and confesses to police what actually happened that night. Um, so, Listeners, this is the point where I issue a giant, massive content warning. I normally avoid these types of details, but I don't think I can and do this story any justice. So I would skip ahead 30-ish seconds if you're not ready for these details. And Aaron, if you don't want to listen, I can give you like a visual cue, like a thumbs up when I'm done, if you don't want to hear these details, because they're rough. I believe I know this I know I know okay. one particular detail, which was the straw that broke the camel's back for me personally. So, so according to Sam's videotape confession, he didn't just pull Ashley out of his vehicle and leave her on the side of the road. 
the part so you mentioned that he said he wrestled in st louis he when we say wrestle we don't mean like um like greco roman wrestling we mean like um wwe wannabe wrestling um he called himself the teacher dude (laughs) so he's really creative too is what i'm telling you i mean anyway so he put her in a chokehold like he'd learned in wrestling and dragged her out of his car then he heard a loud pop and she went limp realizing that he had snapped her neck he picked her up and dragged her into the woods where he choked her with his bare hands he realized she was still breathing so he choked her again with his belt he used his foot for leverage put the belt around her neck and pulled as hard as he could until the belt snapped that was it that was the thing After the- that just broke my spirit he strangled her until his belt broke after the belt physically sick Uh uh-huh after the belt broke he realized she was still breathing so he choked her a third time with his bare hands and then left her to die on the cold ground deep in the woods and i just a moment of levity this girl survived yeah this girl is alive right now holy she went through all that and she survived this fucking monster he's not even a person like who does something like that oh my god i don't understand oh jesus he said he said quote i drug her to a wooded area i tied this thing around her neck to make it look like someone choked her out there choked her Um, out you didn't choke her out damn it so he agreed to take investigators to the hiding place deep in the woods where he dumped her body he dragged her far into the trees of a public park the previous afternoon but now under the cover of night and rain he could not get his bearings and her body was like hard to find um, Captain Johnson said, quote, it was dark, it was rainy, and it was cold, and the woods were so thick. So, she, uh, well, I'll get to how long she'd been there. I, th- I think I wrote it down. But you hours. mentioned earlier it had been more than 30 hours. Um, Doc, uh, Lieutenant Hundelt, who was one of the detectives on case, said, Quote, after we had walked through the woods probably 20, 30 minutes or so, I was beginning to wonder if he was kind of taking us on a wild goose chase and kind of playing with us again. But then after a brief search, detectives found Ashley's body in this 45-acre park that was about 12 minutes from Ashley's house. 12 minutes. She was missing for nearly two days, and she was 12 minutes from her home. And police had started by assuming she was just a fucking runaway. And I just want to, like, point out to this police, like, I know that he ended up actually leading them to where Ashley was, but if he hadn't, you know, you're all cops and you're all in in the woods. You know. You could have just... You know. Gotten rid of that guy. Um, But they also Um, mentioned, and I don't know if this is in your notes, so, but... um, 
they mentioned that when they found her, she was covered in... Uh-huh, I'm about to get there. I'm about to get there. Mm-hmm. When they finally found Ashley, she was lying on her back. Her hands were up to her chest. Her tongue was sticking out of her mouth and hundreds of insect bites covered her body. Baby. Oh She'd my God. been lying there in the cold and in the rain for over 30 hours. 30 long, excruciating hours during which her parents had to worry about their daughter. And Sam had to cry about wanting to talk about his talk to his grandma boo fucking who samson we all fucking hate you and again i mean i'm not saying you did the wrong thing by bringing him back and putting him in jail and whatever but i mean y'all were out and you could have just you could have just you know lifetime sentence does not support this (laughs) however i'm just pointing it out we would not have known any we would not have known the difference it was an option I'm just saying, Yash was there. <laughs> um, this is why I'm not so, a cop because I would have taken one look at that motherfucker in that moment and just killed him. So, um, police said they were horrified at the scene of the girl. No shit. Um, right. <laughs> Detective Johnson said, "Quote: She was lying on the ground on her back, obviously deceased." Oh. Then he described a miracle. Like he said, it can only be described as a miracle. "Quote: She's breathing. She's breathing. Get EMTs." So the EMTs raced to save Ashley. She'd been left for dead in the woods for more than 30 hours. She's cold. She's barely breathing. She's been strangled nearly to death. And even though she's still alive, the prognosis is not good. No. So the param- they quote, the param. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I just, but um, the cop that realized that she was breathing, he says, you know, he was looking over and he was like, he said, oh, I thought I saw her breathing, but I was like, no, like, you know, that's just like a trick of the light. It's my imagination. It's, you know, whatever. And then he kept seeing it. And that's when they called the EMTs who did not have a very good outlook for Miss Ashley. Yeah. Quote, the paramedics that were there told me they didn't think she was going to make it out of the woods. The Back actual the woods, station. not the yeah. woods. Not the, right. <laughs> Back to the police station, evidence photos show Sam barely had a mark on him. When Johnson finally hears his confession, he knows why, because Ashley never had much, had to ch- had a chance to put up much of a fight. Nope. And through all of this, <clears throat> Sam's confession tape concludes with this exchange. And this is a quote from the Medium article. Quote, am I going to be able to get like my contact solution and take my contacts out and toothbrush? I don't think so. I can't take my contacts out. No. So reality has yet to sink in for this self-absorbed 26 year old who doesn't seem at all concerned about the girl. He admittedly tried to strangle in the woods. Uh, Quote. I don't know, Sam. I'll tell them that's what you want, but I don't think they'll be able to do that. Um, And then it concluded with, because I'll be miserable if I can't pee. Oh no, I can't imagine how miserable that must be for you. I wonder if it would feel anything like having your neck snapped and being left for dead in the freezing cold and rain and then being covered in bug bites. No, is it not? Is it more miserable? Oh, that's right, because white guys are the absolute fucking worst. We wouldn't want you to be uncomfortable, sir. Um, so... Ashley was in a coma for God. Um, I don't have the exact time in this article. Like, I mean, in my notes, it's but it's not clear um, in the movie either. I assume it's, 
it's a while partly because it was um intermittent yeah. like she would wake up and then slip back yeah um but um her sister said it took a while for her to come out of the coma it took a while for her brain to wake up her brain was relapsing the incident over and over <sighs> Um, but God. months later, Ashley regained full use of her body. Yay. The one thing Ashley remembers from that night is that she was trying to break off the relationship um, with Shelton and they got into a fight. Shelton told police that he was trying to end it. Um, Ashley would just like to forget that altogether. That was a quote from, I think, the True Crime Daily article, but that might have been from the Medium article. Anyway, that was a quote that I did not write. Um, oh, that was from, from Crime Watch Daily because that was part of the interview with Elizabeth Smart. Mm-hmm. So the Crime Watch Daily article was an interview she did with, yeah, with Elizabeth Smart. Smart. Yeah. Um, Ashley said, quote, part of me wants to try and remember and then part of me is like, oh, that might not be a good idea. She said in an interview with Elizabeth Smart. Um, so she then described how rough the road to recovery had been. Um, she said they had to retrain me how to eat and how to drink, but I remember my first drink of water and it was amazing. Yeah. What's so funny is that, um, they talk in the movie about, she's like, um, you know, Jenny Garth is there and she's like, is this a good idea? What if she chokes? And they're like, they mix when they're teaching you how to do that stuff again, like with stroke victims and their victims, they mix it with something that makes it like really thick. And her Uh her physical therapist even tells her, like, this is going to taste terrible. And she, like, drinks it. And she's like, oh, it's so good. It's like, can you even imagine, like, something that everyone else is like, this is going to be awful. But it's, like, so refreshing to you. Right. So, um, Samson Shelton was arrested and charged with attempted murder. Shockingly, he was uh, released on bail and placed on house arrest. A man who had snapped a teen's neck, strangled her three times and left her for dead deep in the woods, was allowed to live in his own home for an entire year as he awaited trial. And why does this keep happening? The last case we released was this same story. Mm -hmm. Yep. Just before he was to face charges of attempted murder in court, his mother phoned police stating that he'd attempted to commit suicide by ingesting... Um, ingesting a concoction of various prescription pills and alcohol. So when deputies and emergency responders arrived at Samson's home, they found him seemingly unconscious with the words, do not resuscitate written on his chest. Yes. In red lipstick. (laughs) And so, yes, I I I knew he was that fucking stupid. I knew it. I mean, I knew the answer to this, but I did do a paging Dr. Sarah about this just to double check to see if that's how it works. Because you cannot and, just DNR yourself. Right, right. I just wanted to make sure. I have to be like notarized and shit. Uh-huh. Actually, dude, that's not how it works. It's not legally on file. If it's not legally on file in writing somewhere, writing it on your chest does nothing. And she explained it's because doctors can't prove that it wasn't written by someone else. Yeah. Also, you're a douchebag, so you don't deserve to have that choice. Yeah, DNRs are like very official legal paperwork. <laughs> um, God, I knew that fucker did that dumbass thing. Yes. I knew it. And I'm go. I'm choosing to believe the um, the red lipstick detail. I'm choosing Fine. to believe it was his mom's. He went and I took it was. from her, from her uh, bathroom. 
that morning. You know, and uh, just for his mom's sake, I hope it wasn't something expensive. I hope it was like Revlon or like Maybelline or some shit. It wasn't like her good MAC <laughs> lipstick. Because you know what? Who wants right. to waste that shit on their stupid ass kid? So, uh, <laughs> the judge presiding over Ashley's case questioned Samson's mental state. But prosecutors believe that this attempt was just a way for him to gain empathy from potential jurors. Duh. Yep. Um, a month later, a psychiatrist determined that he was mentally competent to stand trial, but Ashley's family decided they did not want to su- want her to have to suffer through retelling the horrifying attack. Um, so they signed off on a plea deal. So he that accepted a, a really, plea deal. really hard decision too. Right. Um, he accepted a plea deal and was sentenced to 20 years in prison. According to the Illinois Department of Corrections, his projected parole date is April 22nd, 2024. Nope. That's too fucking early. Can we find something to tack on for him? Because like an extra 20 years, just because he's a fucking douchebag. 2024. Yeah. And 20 more years because he's racist. I have no way to prove that. I just feel like he probably is. He's a mediocre white guy. I'm sure he's racist. Right. (laughs) Right. 19 more years because he thinks he has a special bladder. Like, I think that that deserves 19 years by itself. Um, As for Ashley Reeves, this, uh, I'm pretty sure I just looked at this completely for, um, completely from the, one of the articles. Mm -hmm. Um, I think from the true crime daily quote, Ashley Reeves has never lost her will to survive. I am a finder. I am a fighter and I just keep wanting to push myself harder and harder. Ashley said, I've grown, gotten older and got a better outlook on life today. Ashley Reeves has a new life, two kids, a job, a busy school schedule, and even an extended family that was formed the night she disappeared the team of detectives that wouldn't let a madman get away with murder. Don't give up. Don't ever give up on yourself, said Ashley. There's bigger, better things out there. I've gone through plenty of hardships and it's just, just keep fighting. Every day it's a struggle, but you just got to keep, keep on trudging. Um, And so she is incredible. She's amazing. And I'm happy to welcome her to my hall of incredible badass women yeah. that I've featured between here and Patreon. Mm-hmm. What a fucking incredible woman. You know, she talks about, or I think the article you read from talks about how, you know, she's just an indomitable survivor and having experienced something on a lesser, but similar level in my own life. I can, you reach a point where you have to make a decision. Uh-huh. You have to decide, like, I'm going to, like, fight my way out of this or I'm not. And I'm, it, it's it's a weird shift. Like, I think only people that have been through it can understand it. But I, it seems, and they show it in the movie where she goes through this shift where she's, like, feeling sorry for herself. But they don't, like, spell it out where she's feeling sorry for herself. And then she's like, no, I'm going to fight my way out of this. And it's... <sighs> And she came up swinging. She did, I mean, and as she should. And I'm so glad, and I'm so glad that this, like, disgusting-ass motherfucker didn't get to, A, take her life. But again, like, you know, Jenny Garth is in the movie, don't let him take your dreams. Right. Let him take anything else from you than he already has. Yeah. 
What a badass. These are the kind of people that, like, I wish we could get to, like, come on the show and, like, talk to us. I would love to talk to her. Just, like, about her life. Yeah. I mean, and not even, like, her attack. Like, I want to know about her life afterwards. Like About her life today. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That kind of stuff fascinates me. People like that yeah, survive. Absolutely. People like her, they survive for a reason. And it's like, I want to know, you know, what it, yeah. like, what it is that, you know set you apart or you know i don't know it's complicated <laughs> yeah but she's what a badass what a badass and this story is horrific but it's a survival story and i love those yes because next week we're gonna get back to the old murder yep um so i'll let you decide you're welcome <laughs> Um, there's one about a Marine's wife and there's the Lori Vallow. I have confessions of a gold digger killer. Is that not? Yes, I do still have that one. Hopefully that one's funnier. Let's do that one. Yeah. I, I need a break between this and the other to I love a good Black Widow story. Hopefully, this one's funnier. It it does like it. It seems more on the campy kind of Lifetime movie instead of the like yeah. painfully accurate, but also very touching and moving Lifetime movie. So let's do that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and those of you who subscribe to our Patreon, um, I have done the deepest dive you can imagine. That I am so excited to share with Aaron. I, so because it's kind of a very timely and time sensitive thing, I want to do it all in one episode because this is something that is changing like minute by minute. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I know that my notes right now are two hours worth of information and I feel like it needs to be split up. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. Um, you and I might just have to do a marathon of recording and me release two episodes like that's what i was gonna suggest i was gonna suggest like do a marathon recording and not even keep it for two weeks but do like two episodes like do like a tuesday and wednesday release just so that yeah yeah, just so they're broken up for listeners because it's going to be a lot but it's a really 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 good one so if you're not on our patreon go subscribe right now you don't want to miss this it's going to be incredible it's, in fact, I texted Aaron and I was like, I'm so sad that I can't do this as a full episode. I like, I was really sad. Um, we've already done the movie as a full episode. We've already done the movie and I mentioned that in the beginning. But there are several reasons besides that. Um, part of it being it needs to be locked behind a paywall just because of the legal team that could come after me. Woo! Just for the names that I'm going to say. And while there's a lot of conjecture and a lot of allegedly, they are a Sue happy legal team that I'm going to be talking about. But we're going to talk some shit about some people. I'm excited. We absolutely (laughs) are. Speaking of talking some shit, let's talk about getting out of prison on a legality. I mean, on a technicality. What the fuck was that? You know, I, I have struggled in the past and in the not so distant past with um, the realities of reporting sexual assault, um, Uh of dealing with the aftermath of sexual assault. And 
I have fought with people about why women like myself, women like other victims don't go to police when they are assaulted. Because at the end of the day, even if the guy goes to fucking prison, it could come out later that he made a deal with the prosecuting attorney and he just gets to leave. Yep. What was the point? What is the yep. point of all? Oh, yeah. Those records are supposed to be sealed. They weren't supposed to ever have been used. You know, I watched a funny TikTok earlier. And it was funny because, you know, um, but also it was very poignant. If you, It's one of those, if you, like, stop and think about it too long, you're like, ooh. Um, yeah. It was one of those, like, oh, what would you do if, if I broke into your house? You know, those things where they, like, bust. Uh-huh. And um, the guy responded and he goes, well, I know I'll do a lot less time for rape than murder. Oh, but it's true. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Oh, man. Um. All right, so that's what I'm mad about today. What are um, you reading? <laughs> I was about to ask you to tell me what you're reading. Um, so I just finished Celine by Peter Heller. Okay. Um, which is about a um, middle-aged um, woman, private eye. Okay. It is so beautifully written. Um, I loved everything about it. And then there's a sequel called the river that is about, um, to my understanding, it's not about her. It's about like her son, Mm -hmm. but she is, um, she is like inspirational in it. She is not even a character in it, but it's like the continuation of this family story. Um, so I'm really excited to read that. Um, and then I also have, um, my book of the month instructions for dancing. It's a young adult book. Okay. Um, cool. Just as kind of a palate cleanser. So nice. So I just finished a book about self-compassion. I won't talk about it. Cause that's like my therapy shit. And, but it was really good. Um, Kristen Neff, if you haven't heard of her, the girl, um, I finished, did I tell you about local, woman, local woman missing yet? Yes. Okay. So I finished that. Um, and I'm in the middle of Survive the Night, the new Riley Sager book. You have been counting down for that. Is it everything I you hoped it would be? I have. It is. But also, I'm literally smack about halfway through it. And I think I figured out the twist. And if it if this is the twist, I'm going to be real mad at the end of this book. Then I hope for your sake and, and Riley it, Sager's it's not. Thank you. Because Riley cannot... Uh, Riley cannot handle the email that you send whenever no. <laughs> this book is over. And you figure it out. Because I needed a big old palate cleanser, I picked up a book that was recommended to me on TikTok. It's called Priceless. It is smut. It's just pure. Smut. Oh, good. It's but I, Love it. I needed it, and it's it's great so far. The girl that recommended it, um. She has a great book talk um, and she does a lot of stuff about classic novels. And then every once in a while, she'll just throw in one of these like randoms that she reads. It's like really smutty and, 
and dirty. And I was like, you know what? I need that in my life. So that's what I'm reading. <laughs> I did read um, Daisy Jones at the Six last <sighs> week at your recommendation. I started it a couple weeks ago and then put it down oh, and then read it the rest of it in one night. And I just... I, A, I love Taylor Jenkins Reid. Me too. Um, but she is one of those authors that I have to have the night to set aside to read all in one sitting. She's not one that I want to read because I tend to break my reading up, mm-hmm. but she is one that I want to read straight through. Evelyn Hugo, I read all in one day. Oh, all right. You know, um, I- Malibu Rising will be here tomorrow. Oh, that's what I was going to say. You got to go get Malibu Rising. You got to read it. And I want to talk to you about it like in depth. Like it's such a good book. I yes. loved it. So. So I'm really pumped about that, but I did read that and I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, it was so melancholy yeah. that like, oh, I cried. I hated the way it made me feel and I yeah. loved the way it made me feel all at the same time. So good. Taylor Jenkins so Reid, like, she does that. She is a complex. Her, the way she delivers emotions is so complex in a way that that I don't know many authors who can do that. She has a way, if I have to break up reading a book of hers, which I don't like to do, she has a way, though, where you can finish a chapter and it's not uh-huh. so, like, abrupt that you have to keep reading. You can put it down right. and walk away. You're just going to keep thinking about it the whole time uh-huh. you're away from it. And right that, that's why i have to just sit through that is a quality that i wish as a writer that i had like that like i don't want to i don't want it to be so salacious that people can't put it down i want it to be so thought-provoking and it's like if if they have to put it down they can but it's going to be like right there the whole time um, they're not reading the book you know and I will say on my blog, I wrote a post that I was very proud of this week. Um, it's the first in my replacing required reading series yes. um, where I am going through and recommending changes to a typical high school required reading list. So the first book I tackled was um, The Great Gatsby. And um, I'm talking about how we could replace these books to bring in more diverse voices and to modernize this reading list. So um, if you're interested in that, head on over to pluckyreader.com and I would really appreciate that. And sometime soon I'm going to just like lift Paul's login credentials for the Plucky Reader and write a whole dissertation on why we should just like take Shakespeare and throw him away. Well, I gave you login credentials. Like your guest, you have guest author credentials on my blog. I don't know where they are. I have to find them, but I can resend them to you on on your on like on your list of things we should be replacing. Shakespeare should be yeah. number one. Shakespeare should not be romanticized by high schoolers everywhere. Nothing about it. Nothing. This is lifetime sentence where we talk only about literature and literature we hate. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well. Um, we appreciate you listening so much. Yes. And if you want to continue this conversation, please head on over to facebook.com slash lifetime sentence mm-hmm. or find us on Twitter at lifetime sentence yep. or on TikTok at lifetime sentence. Yeah, Instagram we're at lifetime sentence. You said Twitter. no. Oh, sorry. I thought I said Instagram on Twitter. We're life sentence pod. <laughs> I thought I said Instagram We're lifetime sentence. Um, TikTok, we're Lifetime Sentence, patreon.com slash Lifetime Sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot us an email at podcast at Lifetime mm-hmm. um, And then you can find episode notes and merch at 
lifetimesentence.com. Oh, and if you need a palate cleanser, it is Christmas in July, so you can turn on the Hallmark Channel right now and just watch Christmas movies all the time like me. It's great. Highly recommend it. Yes. Highly recommend. Yes. Also, Lifetime is doing a thing, but I haven't seen any come on yet, so, you know. We'll report back. Lifetime's still (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, don't forget to eat your vegetables. Charge your phone. Bye. Bye.